0: Welcome back to Pandanomics, a series exploring the economic impacts of the COVID-19 pandemic on Canadians and the Canadian economy. My name is Stephen Maurice. I'm the editor of Scotiabank Perspectives. As we know, older Canadians have borne the brunt of the health impacts of the pandemic, with the vast majority of deaths and hospitalizations among people over 60 years old. On today's episode of Pandonomics, we're looking at some of the financial impacts of the pandemic on seniors, and more broadly, at the impacts on the economy of an aging population. To talk about these issues, I'm happy to be joined by Ahmad Dajani, Vice President of Operating Practices at Scotiabank. Ahmad is also Scotiabank's Seniors Champion. Ahmad, welcome to Panomics. Thank you so much, Stephen. I'm
1: really glad to be here with you.
0: Ahmad, maybe you can start by giving us a brief description of your role. I have to admit, I don't really know what a Vice President of Operating Practices might do, uh, but also your your role as the seniors champion within, uh, within Scotia Bank. Uh, what does that involve?
1: Yeah no Stephen, thanks so much. I'm a retail focused uh, vice president with a uh, mandate uh, that is primarily what we call sales practices and uh, at, at its simplest, sales practice is a focus on ensuring that our customers ultimately end up with appropriate outcomes based on their needs. And I'm really proud to have been appointed as the bank's seniors' champion. Um, this is a very important segment for the bank, and a very important segment for the economy. It's a uh, it's a very important demographic shift for Canada. My role is to ensure that the bank has a long term strategy to sustain our focus on seniors, and. Um, In doing that, I provide uh, leadership to ensure implementation of the uh, seniors code of conduct that I know, Stephen, you want to uh, chat about uh, on this podcast. I promote, uh, I promote uh, matters and raise awareness on issues affecting seniors. This podcast is a good example of that activity. And finally, my role is to engage directly with seniors, directly with senior uh, with subject matter experts, uh, directly with organizations representing seniors, in an effort to constantly learn more about what we can do differently.
0: Right. And how did how did you come to be in that role? Uh, you're you're not that old of a guy, from what I can tell. Yeah. Uh, is this just an area that you had a, that you had a an interest in personally, or that you had some expertise about already?
1: Uh, My team and I took on a portfolio uh, of activity that is intended to uh, deliver the code of conduct that I mentioned earlier. Uh, My team already focuses on matters impacting uh, customers in the sales practices space and in how we interact with customers. And this was a natural progression of that effort and one that I absolutely welcomed.
0: Okay. So... Let's bring some of that expertise to bear. Seniors, as we know, are a rapidly growing segment of the Canadian of the Canadian population that has all kinds of impacts. Uh, as people live longer, and with the exception of during pandemic times, healthier lives than previous generations have. What does an aging population mean for our economy?
1: Yeah, it's a it's a great question. Um, I think uh, an overview of the um, current landscape is a good start. Um, it's already the case that those uh, aged uh, 65 or older, which has been the traditional definition uh, of a senior, uh, that segment already represents nearly 20% of Canada's population. In the next decade, likely nearly 25% of Canadians uh, will be uh, will be part of that segment. Uh, baby boomers, which are... Um, a segment of the population that's generally today between 57 and 75 years old make up the majority of seniors and um you know the research on boomers and and um the understanding of boomers is is very very important um in that boomers hold the majority of uh, wealth in north america and so therefore play a very very important role in the health of our economy boomers are um, living longer they're very active in. In their communities, uh, they're very reliable from a voter uh, uh, as a voter group in the polls, and um, and so the implication of that aging population um, can be significant to the economy. Um, boomers, seniors are an important segment for customer facing organizations who need to cater their offerings to this growing and very very important uh, segment. In the general economy, as an example, we see an ever wider range of age-oriented consumer products and solutions. Um, You know, you've seen things uh, such as uh, a shift in real estate design and real estate communities aimed at seniors who want to live longer independently. We've seen growing investment in healthcare. And, um, and, and so similarly in the banking industry, it's very, very typical for a bank to offer tailored products uh, to support seniors. Uh, many banks will have senior specific bank accounts and, and discounts on uh, banking services to attract and retain this segment. You, you know, you've even seen uh, areas such as wealth management uh, cater their offerings to this uh, growing segment and um and so a very very important role when when we think of them as um uh, as a uh, part of the population that is uh near retirement or has retired you can see the impact potentially on government revenues from lower incomes per capita and uh one needs to consider the um gener- generational wealth transfer and and what does that create from a uh opportunity for entrepreneurship uh, as an example, and what will that mean for the next generation that will have to consider just how to uh, manage that money.
0: Right. I want to come back to that in a few minutes around the 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 challenges from a personal finance perspective, I guess, of people living longer, as well as some of the sort of the broader societal uh, implications. But can we just talk for a minute about about the pandemic and what some of those impacts have been? We talked about that, you know, how they've borne the brunt of the the health impacts of it. But what has been what has been the, the effect of the pandemic from a personal finance perspective on the older segment of the population?
1: Yeah, that's a very, very important topic and no doubt uh, that the pandemic has had uh, really a terrible impact on the daily experiences of seniors and I speak from the experience of uh, my own uh, mom uh, and aunts and uncles. Um, The part I think that would concern me the most is the feeling of isolation that many have felt over the past year uh, of not being able to hug a loved one, uh, of not being able to enjoy retirement really on their own terms. And so the social, emotional and health impact on seniors, I think has been the worst part. Um, But turning our attention to finances, um, you know, the pandemic has reduced interest rates to new historic lows and low interest rates, as we all know are great if you're buying a house, uh, but of course not as great if you're a pensioner living on a limited budget and counting on your savings to last. In um, Banking terms, the pandemic has encouraged uh, seniors to learn more uh, about and become more comfortable with online banking. And for many, that's become a necessity to maintain their independence. And that's been an important shift. Um, you know, with the number of uh, frauds that are targeted at seniors, uh, coupled simply with some not having the comfort of technology. It's easy to understand the reluctance of that, of course. Um, And, uh, you know, it's an important message that we often give to our customers to never share personal information, passwords, PIN numbers, or anything confidential about your finances with anyone over the phone. And so the shift to relying on technology for banking is an important one uh, that came with some reluctance. But at the same time, the pandemic has been a catalyst for Older Canadians to spend a bit more time online. A big contributor of that has been um, the use of social media to just stay connected with friends and family, and so we're seeing even more becoming more proficient and trusting of technology because of their firsthand experience with, um, you know, with social media type um, applications. And banks have uh, reacted to support seniors with online resources. For example, at Scotiabank, we developed the Bank Your Way page on our dot-com site. And that's really just intended to help seniors learn more about and get comfortable with online banking.
0: And how has that been going in terms of that transition to uh, to more online banking among that segment of the population? Is there uh, Has there been quite a bit of uptake? And then how do you manage those who, you know, at the end of the day, just aren't going to do it. They're, they're not going to feel comfortable with or maybe don't even have the technology to, to, to engage online. How do, you, how do you make sure they're still getting served?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I think there's no doubt on if you look at any stat, uh, the uptick in the usage of um, online technology for banking is, uh, is, uh, is large. And, um, and, and seniors have been uh, a segment that certainly adopted that. I'm very, very careful to um, think of seniors as a common or homogeneous group because their needs and their um, desires vary. And it's important that we consider them as individuals and, and, and address their needs as individuals. Um, for those uh, that were comfortable with uh, technology, uh, many relied on the resources that we made available to expand their capabilities online, which was great for them. Um, others uh, who were less comfortable um, might have continued to rely on our branches or contact centers. We were quite proud to uh, create priority service in our branches for seniors um, to address the reality of what they're facing in a COVID environment. And we created a dedicated line, um, on our, in our contact centers, uh, to help them get to the, uh, service that they need, uh, more efficiently. And, and you saw similar, um, trends, of course, um, in the general economy with grocery stores, uh, having dedicated hours for seniors and the like. And so I think the, 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 the general, um, marketplace has reacted appropriately for, uh, for seniors.
0: It is a it is a demographic that uh, is actually probably one of the wealthier demographics in the country. As you said, baby boomers are uh, you know have a very significant chunk of the wealth uh, within the North American economy, and they are living longer and have more you know ambitious plans for what they'll do in their retirement. What are some of the challenges that people face as a result, both of you know? actually doing pretty well from a financial perspective, but looking at retirements that could last, what, 30, 40 years in some cases, more?
1: Yeah. um, uh, Certainly, uh, there are natural challenges that come with the aging process, and they include health and mobility and cognitive changes. Um, And those, of course, are more prevalent as as we all age. Um, I think that um, Canadian society uh, certainly value seniors to a great degree, but uh, it is also apparent that um, ageism has become somewhat of a tolerated form of social prejudice in Canada. And two specific consequences often linked to ageism, unfortunately, are elder abuse and social isolation. And so those two areas require continued education, transparency, and action to prevent as I mentioned, I think we have to be careful to think of seniors as one homogeneous segment with common issues, because the reality is that their needs and their issues vary, and they're a very diverse demographic, um, which means that organizations have to cater to a variety of needs. Um, some spend and value real estate, some travel, of course, um, some are required to spend money on healthcare, and and others a great deal on leisure. And so patterns, spending patterns vary. Um and so as you know, as as a banking industry, I often say as I promote what we need to do differently, is it, it it's very, very important for us to continue to take um, um um an approach that truly understands that customer that's in front of us um, and service them based on their priorities. And so we must tailor our advice and our approach to that customer as well in the way that we communicate. And in um, in the manner that they prefer, uh, you know, some with physical disabilities may not be able to wait in our, in our lines or at our front counter. And so we have to consider how we can service them based on their needs. And so governments and companies need to understand and embrace this change in society. And I think act, act accordingly to support this very important demographic.
0: And so, as you said, they all have, they have it's not a homogeneous group, but in your role as a seniors champion, I guess you're listening to you're you're listening to older Canadians and what their concerns are. What are some of the examples of the things they talk about? Is it is it about you know how they make their money last through potentially many decades of retirement, or the concern about as you you mentioned fraud and and that type of thing? What kind what kind what are the what are the main themes that you hear from from the the seniors that you deal with? I think it's both from the seniors
1: that we deal with and just from generally um, understanding what's happening in the marketplace. And I think that there are four key issues that uh, we servicing seniors uh, and seniors themselves should be uh, aware of. And, and the first is that this notion of financial abuse is is one of the most common forms of elder abuse. Um, and financial abuse can vary from Friends and family that overly rely on seniors to fund a lifestyle, but they can go much deeper, including the misuse of a power of attorney uh, or other assets. Um, the denying, uh, the denial of access to money is, uh, are, are things that we see in the financial abuse uh, category um and unfortunately we should all be aware of this as i mentioned um some of the fact base shows that the perpetrators are sometimes those that are most trusted and closest to the senior customer maybe individuals that the senior customer relies on to um for care to for for um you know for just social well-being and and so financial abuse is an important area this the second area i think i'd like to chat about is um is uh is just generally what we call fraud, and and fraud is the number one crime that takes place against older Canadians. Um, uh, of course, people of all ages can be victims of fraud, um, but seniors are frequently targeted, and uh, and they're targeted through um, you know phishing emails, person to person relationships, um, uh, sometimes targeted over the phone. Uh, you know, we've we've recently seen. Uh, government agency-type frauds that I think many of us have read about. Uh, we've seen tech support-type frauds that many of us have read about. And so being aware of those types of um, uh, incidents uh, is important in order to be able to act on them. The um, third issue we hear about from seniors is just access to banking. Um, and the simple task of getting to a branch, challenges with using an ABM, um, and, and it is a reality that not all seniors are able to use or are interested in using digital solutions. And in the COVID environment, um, th- those that were interested in visiting the branches, of course, um, had constraints, uh, you know, set upon them against that. And the last thing I think I'll mention is this notion of um, financial stress um, and the concern about outliving one's savings. Uh, we talked about historically low interest rates earlier and their impact on on um, just you know how fast our uh, senior customers go through their savings um and uh life changes uh that might require more healthcare and more support can also strain finances so um these the, these types of issues and uh the, the education around uh these uh, types of issues um, are important uh, to help prevent them from happening in the first place, and so certainly we're going to do our part with online education and training of our front, and training of our front lines to be able to identify and then address some of these.
0: Right, you mentioned earlier the uh, the voluntary code of conduct for the delivery of banking services to seniors. How does how does that connect to some of these, or is there even a connection between some of those the, those risks that seniors might face around fraud stuff and the management of their money? Uh, is that connected to the to the code of conduct and how does it that impact the way you serve uh, seniors? Yeah, no, it, it absolutely
1: is connected. Um, the seniors' code sets out uh, principles that are intended to guide Canada's banks on the delivery of banking products and services to senior customers. Uh, It's important because it establishes a national standard uh, and um, the need to support seniors as a diverse group. Part of our commitment uh, to the code is to introduce policies and procedures specific to seniors to ensure that we're communicating with them in manners that are appropriate to their needs. And most importantly, that our customer facing employees are trained uh, with the right resources to deliver banking products and services to seniors and for us to do our part to protect their money. Um, and uh, the code really brings financial institutions into the conversation about elder abuse and neglect and uh, and a very important part of how we build trust with our customers and Uh, a very important part of the measures that we will have in place to support them.
0: And is there, are are there any examples you could provide of what, you know, you talked about providing training to branch staff around, uh, you know, how they serve seniors, but does that include things like, are they looking out for red flags that might, that might be, uh, that could provide warnings that there's something unusual going on, and a person might be a victim of fraud or whatever. Is that is that part of the training? Is that part of what the what the branch employees are looking for?
1: Yeah, no, Stephen. Great question. There are four aspects to our training, um, and uh, and uh, some of which address exactly uh, Stephen what you spoke of. Uh, the first really is about uh, senior friendly practices and how do we service our customers based on. Uh, again, uh, their desires and their needs and their wants, um, and I spoke of examples of customers that may be physically unable to stand on our front lines, and and what are the alternative ways for us to ensure that they can do their banking. Uh, the second area is really for our front lines to simply uh, understand this notion of mental capacity and decision making, and and how to deal with cognitive declines. This stuff is not easy in the banking world uh, because it's a very personal matter. Um, But an understanding of it is a good first step. Um, We talk about the pros and cons of a power of attorney and joint accounts because both come with their own advantages and risks. And it's important for our senior customers to understand when they can use one versus the other Um, and how to select a power of attorney. Um, and when to use a joint account, and what are the implications for each. And finally, directly with the uh, area that you spoke of, Stephen, is this notion of us ensuring that our front lines have the resources to understand seniors' frauds and financial abuse, and be able in our own limited way, from a banking lens, to um, help ensure that those um, scenarios uh, are not... um, yeah uh, leading into uh financial abuse of of their banking um, and again it's a this is a important conversation uh and certainly equally a challenging one in the banking space
0: for sure I think uh, we could probably spend a whole episode of the podcast talking about powers of attorney and and wills and some of those things that people really should be thinking about, well, your whole life maybe, but, uh, but especially as you get a little bit older. But uh, unfortunately, we've uh, I think we're pretty much out of time. But uh, I want to thank you, uh, Ahmad, for coming on. That was uh, lots of really interesting stuff. Your role as a seniors champion sounds uh, sounds really interesting. So I want to, I want to thank you for uh, coming on Panonomics.
1: Yeah, really, really great to be with you, Stephen. Thank you very much for the opportunity.
0: I've been speaking with Ahmad Dajani, Vice President of Operating Practices and Seniors Champion at Scotiabank. Thanks for listening to Pandanomics. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify. See you soon. Please see the Scotiabank website for legal disclaimers.